There's no community like a Cenex community. And that's why every Cenex store is so proud to serve theirs by supporting local athletic teams, promoting the arts, and making sure each store is a place its neighbors can find what they need, catch up with their friends, and stay connected. It's also why we give back, helping to make the wonderful places we call home the best they can be. Your local Cenex doesn't just work in your town, it lives there. The store next door, powered locally at Cenex. If you want to build more sustainable eating habits, Noom Weight can help. Our program uses psychology to help you better understand your relationship with food and empower you with the practical knowledge and skills you need to build long-lasting habits and behaviors. And with Noom, there aren't any good or bad foods. Instead, we'll provide you with the wisdom and expert guidance you need to make informed choices that fit your lifestyle and health goals. Start your trial at Noom.com balance. That's N-O-O-M dot balance. Today, the Kingfisher's wife, Sapphire, is spending most of the afternoon in the beauty shop for one of her regular treats. And finding herself short of money, she has phoned the Kingfish to come over immediately with the cash. Andy agreed to walk over with the Kingfish, and they are approaching the beauty shop now. I've always wanted to see what goes on inside of one of these places, Kingfish. Oh, yeah, you can go in. Is this a beauty shop right here, this Mamie Laverne? Andy, don't say Mamie. Look at the sign there. M-M-E. That spells mmm. <laughs> it's a prevalation for the French word monsieur. That's what it is. Well, let's get on in there. Yeah, that's all to be ready to leave the place for now. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Oh, uh, hello, Mister. I am uh, Mister George Stevens. I come here from away. Her name is Mrs. George Stevens. Oh yes, I believe. Now let me look at my book and see what project she is. Miss Sapphire Stevens. Let me see. Is she the face on the side and cross your arm, manicure, shampoo, and eyebrow plus? No, I think she's the wrinkle smooth chin tight and general overhaul. <laughs> oh, yes, I think she's almost ready. She's just getting a little touch-up now. Uh, touch-up? Yes, just touching up near the roots of her gray hair. Well, my wife ain't got no gray hair. Oh, come, come, Mr. Stevens. Oh, well, yeah, what do you think she had on the roots of her hair, Kingfish? Powder? <laughs> <laughs> Will you wait out here and I'll go back and see if she's ready? Yeah, thank you very much, sir. Stay hand there. Look back there. See that door open there? Yeah. There's a woman getting a finger wave. Yeah, I wonder what a woman wants with wavy fingers. Huh? <laughs> hey, look at that booth over there, and Look at that. Yeah. There's a woman sitting there with a bucket on top of it. That's electric dryer, son. Oh, looks awful on her. Better looking in some of the new hats they got. I know that. <laughs> hey, look here. There's a door that's open a little, but you can't see nothing. I tell you what, let's do. Let's tiptoe down there near it. Maybe we can hear some gossip. Come on. Quiet now. How would you like to have a little curly butt, Miss Codrod? Well, let's try. By the way, Miss Codrod, I see your friend, Miss Henrietta, is in one of the real booths getting fixed up today. That Henrietta woman's no friend of mine no more. You all had a fight, Miss Codrod? No, but my husband, Mr. Codrod, has told me plenty. You know, Henrietta was in the same office as Mr. Codrod, and Mr. Codrod says, you don't want me going around with Henrietta because all she's got on her mind is men. Mr. Codrod says, Henrietta comes to work at the office in a tight-fitting satin dress and tries to be so attractive to all the men. And Mr. Codrod, don't want me to spoil my reputation by running around with a girl like Henrietta. Oh, I tell you. Oh, uh, come on, Andy, come on. Uh, <laughs> they better not turn the sun lamp on her. That woman would get a tan tongue, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, that Mr. Cordwright certainly hates Henrietta, don't you? Yeah. Oh, Mr. Stevens, Miss Stevens is ready now. You can go on back. She's in the last booth on the right. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Come on, Anna. Come on with me. Yeah. Hey, look, Kingfish. You mean to say that women is in all these booths here getting fixed up? Yeah, we, wait a minute. Uh, here's another door next to the end there that's open. Let's listen. 
Uh, how do you wash your hair done this morning, Miss Henrietta? Must I comb it up? No, you better comb it down. I got a luncheon date with Mr. Cartwright, and he says he loves my hair hanging on my shoulders. That man Cartwright gets around, don't he? Yeah. <laughs> he sure do. Yeah, well, well uh, let's get on in here with Sapphire. Come on. George, is that you? Oh, uh, yeah, that's me, honey. Uh, Andy's with me. Well, you and Andy, come on in. Sorry I'm late, but I have to wait almost an hour. Yeah, well, when is he going to start to work on it? What are you talking about, George? <laughs> they are finished with you. <laughs> By the way, Andy, how do you like my hair done up on top like this? Look good. That was your ball spot. <laughs> I also had a facial, George. If you look real close, you'll see that they done took the crow's feet away from mine. Mm-hmm, yeah. They took away the crow's feet, all right, but the tracks are still there. <laughs> you just cut your mouth and give me five dollars. All right, yeah, you just... And I'll see you at home. All right, all right. Come on, Anna. Spend in five dollars and she still looks bad. <laughs> Yeah, well, one good thing with her, you ain't got to worry about Mr. Courtright. No, no, he ain't. <laughs> I know one thing. I ain't never going to get married because you have to keep on a woman's face alone and keep a man broke. Boy, this expense cures me a marriage. I'm going to stay single and just go breezing along with the breeze. Uh, why are you so sweet to me around the house today, honey? I don't give you all the money I got. Well, George, I might as well tell you. One of my relatives is coming to stay with you. Well, that's all. If you were thinking on that mother of yours coming around here and bought me and run my house, I'm going to throw up the sponge. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Your mother is the meanest woman I done ever had in this house. Mother ain't coming. She is the worst. She, uh, uh, she, uh, did you say some sweet words then? <laughs> It ain't mother this time. Well, whoever it is will be an improvement on that old battle. Now, you let mother alone. Yeah, well, I wish you'd let me alone. Stay away from here, too. Who's coming? My unmarried sister, Floretti. <laughs> <laughs> unmarried sister? Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that country girl is coming up here and stay with us? Yes, she is. Yeah, but where is he going to sleep? We ain't got but them two little beds. Well, we got that sofa. That bumpy, hard old sofa? Well, go rest and sit on that? No, but you did. Now, wait a minute, dear. I ain't going to do that. <laughs> now, look, George. Here's a picture that she sent me with the list. Let me see this one. There you go. But I think she took off some weight since this was pretty. Yeah, look at them double chins on that woman, will you? <laughs> she looked like a stack of used tires standing there. <laughs> oh, George, you talk like you reckon was a hippopotamus. Oh, ain't no hippopotamus ever been as hippie as she is. <laughs> or potamus either, I tell you that. Well, she's coming anyway. She's arriving tomorrow. Well, now, wait a minute. I can't afford to have her laying around here eating up my food. Well, there's only one solution to it, George. we got to take care of her so, so we can introduce her to some legible bachelor that ain't married. Legible bachelor, huh? Now, who do I want to get even with both of them? Let me see. <laughs> Let me look at that picture again there. Mm-hmm. Look at that woman. She's getting ugly every year. Well, after all, George, she's 43. According to this picture, she's 10 years ahead of schedule. I know that. <laughs> You ought to go in the beauty shop and stay there for a month. Never leave the joint. She ain't never been inside of one, George. But you just got to let her live here till you get her married. Hey, wait a minute, George. I got an idea. Maybe I could get Andy Brown to marry her. But don't you think Andy's a bum? Yeah, but at her stage of the game, she can't be Tuesday, honey. So, <laughs> you know Andy might not be bad for Tuesday. No, on second thought, Andy ain't interested in getting married. He wants to stay single. The last thing he said to me this morning was, I'm just breathing along with a dream. Well, hello there, Kingfish. Come in. Yeah, well, if it ain't my bosom buddy, Bachelor Andy Brown. 
Uh, tell me all your troubles. I know how it is when a man's got worries. He ain't got no worries to comfort him and talk over the troubles with him. Wait a minute. I ain't got no worries, please. And I think the reason I ain't is because I'm single. Now, there's the same thing that you mentioned, what? That you ain't got no worries. As long as you was done growing up the subject, though, uh, you know, less than an hour ago, I was talking about the same thing with Sapphire. What? Yeah, I was telling her what you said this morning about man and girl that spend so much money in beauty shops. Yeah, and all of them do it. No, no, brother Andy, there's a very ultra economical church that never goes in a beauty shop, and you as lucky as you can land one like that. Yeah, but where is it? Ah, now my darling wife has got a charming little sister named Florence, and she's staying with us for the winter. Yeah, uh, your little sister, well, I say little, uh, she's got a little fat here, a little fat there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, she is one girl that makes a perfect way. I, I, I hate to see her get married. You know, I would cry at the altar like a mother. Well, wipe your tears away, Mama. <laughs> I ain't gonna take it to no altar. Uh, no, Andrew, I'd like to have a good cry. If I could get two soulmates together. No, no, Kingsley. I ain't in the marrying mood. Well, now, wait a minute, Andrew. It's the rule and regulation of nature that every man has got to have a wife. Because without one, you ain't got the love and companionship. And that's what you need. Listen, if I need love and companionship, I can do better with a dog. <laughs> when a dog sit on your lap and kiss your hands, you know that it's really love he's after and not money to spend in no beauty shop. A dog really treats you good. Oh, she'll treat you like a dog already, then. <laughs> I, I, I want you to come over and meet for us tonight. Well, how come you were so anxious for me to meet this guy? Well, Andy, I ain't never told you this before, son, but now is as good a time as any. You see, Andy, I am fond of you. I have always loved you like a brother. And if you were to marry for reference, that would make you my brother-in-law. And, Andy, that is the sweetest relation between two men. Kingsley, I never know that you felt that way about me. Yeah, well, it's high time I told you, brother-in-law. Yes, Andrew, I'd be proud and happy to put you on one of the limbs of my family, too. Well, I'd like to get out on a limb. Oh, I'll get you out on a limb. Yeah, you know, and another thing, if we weren't brother-in-laws, why, maybe you wouldn't teach me out of money no more. Well, that's right. But even if I did teach you, you'd have the satisfaction of knowing that the money is still in the family. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Brother-in-laws is good, all right. What kind of a gal is this neon tuber? A fluorescent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, she is a lovely girl, and uh, I want you to meet her before you marry her. Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> if uh, I'd have met her before I married my wife, I would have never married Sapphire. You mean you'd have married Florette? No, I just wouldn't have married Sapphire. <laughs> well, tell me this, what does she look like? You got a picture of her that I can see? Yeah, 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 I have got one here, but I want to warn you, Andy, that uh, this ain't a very good one. Uh, the picture was took under very bad conditions. It was, huh? Yeah, it was filmed in the camera at the time. That is old film on me. Well, let me see the picture. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This is a group picture. <laughs> no, no, that group is all heard. <laughs> No, no, Kingsley. I think she's too old for me, and she ain't good looking either. Well, but looks don't mean nothing, brother nor Andrew. Well, after all, beauty's only skin deep. Yeah, well, she's got a lot of skin on her. <laughs> she's loaded with skin. Oh, yeah, she sure is a big woman. Yeah, well, now that's the beautiful part of it, her being big. Most men marry skinny little gals, work their heads off, making money to fatten them up so they look like a wife. 
Well, if you were getting a gal that's already been three thousand. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'd like to meet her. What time should I come to see her? Well, we can have stop around 7 o'clock. How about me getting there at 6.30? No, no, uh, look around 8.30. You see, uh, well, Russell just come from the country and came into things again. You can come to supper some other night after she done learned to eat with a knife and fork. Oh, I got to put them on. These shows are yours, brother-in-law. It's too tight for my feet. It hurts me so I can't stand them. Squeeze into them, honey. Yeah, when you get acquainted with Mr. Brown, why, well, you can fly them off again. Do that. <laughs> All right, Brother John. Maybe you ought to sprinkle some of my perfume in your hair, honey. Well, I'm already dabbed behind my ears with a little extract. Little extract? You two get thrilling in two, and he's going to think he's making love to an angel food cake. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about this. This is the first time I've talked to a man since Zeke Smith talked to me back in the country. Well, I didn't know you had a date with Zeke Smith. Well, it wasn't exactly no date. He was across the field one day calling the hogs, and when they came to him, I walked up with him. <laughs> After that, you can always go out and round them up quietly. Hey, uh, by the way, Sapphire, if Andy asks for Russell's age, we can't tell him that she's 43 because uh, Andy's 43 herself. Oh, that's right. Well, you'll have to knock off 10 years and say she's only 33. Yeah, that's a good... Uh, uh-oh, there's Andy now. Put on your shoes, Bill Russell. Uh-oh, he's here. Oh, Sapphire, how do I look? George, how do I look? It's too late now. I'm going to let him in. <laughs> well, well, well. Good evening, brother-in-law. Good evening, Andy. Hello, folks. Uh, Andy, allow me the privilege to introduce you to my very charming and single sister-in-law by marriage. The very desirable Bill Russell. Uh... Well, I gotta be going. Wait a minute, come back. Oh, no, no, let go of my necktie, Kingfish. Let go. You're oh, choking me. Well, I'll go Andy. And so let me say hello to Mr. Brown. <laughs> hello, Mr. Brown. Sapphire, can I take off my shoes now? Oh, wait a minute, sir. Uh, Andy, sit down. Make yourself comfortable. Uh, take off your shoes, too, Andy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you two ought to find a lot in common on account of there's only ten years difference in your ages. Yeah, I figured she was about 53. <laughs> oh, Andy, you missed it by 20 years. Well, I didn't want to say 73. <laughs> and what you got in the package? I brung you a present. <laughs> what is it? A bag of potato chips. <laughs> potato chips? For me? There's for us. Oh, Jimmy, I just love these potato chips. Wait a minute, for us, you've got to take them out of the bag first, there. Don't do that. Well, come on, George. Let's go to the movies and leave the young folks alone. Yeah, well, we'll be back in a couple of hours. Go and enjoy yourself, and if I know Andy, ha, ha, ha. You'll speak right up for yourself. Yeah, well, see you later. Goodbye. Have a good time, you little lovebirds. Come on, George. Oh, George, I very hope that this thing works out. You think it will? Well, I'll soon find out. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Let's stay right here, and I'll peek through the keyhole. What do you see, Joe? He is sitting in two chairs. Wait a minute. What is it? Andy is getting up. He's walking over to the sofa. Where's Florence? She's sitting in the chair near him. Uh-oh. Andy is dimming the light by the curtain. Oh, that's great. This is worse. That's 
now he's sitting on the table. Really? How about the horses? Well, she ain't moved yet. Uh oh. What's happened? And to lay down to take a nap. <laughs> You want to see me, Bodander? Well, Amos, I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. If you was me, would you marry a gal if you didn't love her? Well, not unless I was out of my head, I wouldn't. Yeah, well, the Kingfisher's sister-in-law, Fluorescent, is a gal. Huh? I think she's too old for me, though. It finally come out that she was 73. Oh, and uh, I don't think a man ought to marry a gal unless there's true love there. Yeah, I think you're right. After all, Andy, a real marriage is when you can have the thrill... Of picking up the one you love in your arms and holding them close to you. Yeah, well, that holding close thing ain't bad, but somebody's got to help me when it comes to picking for us. Well, tell me this, Andy. Uh, when you see that the first time, did you have a feeling of love? Did you kind of get uh, tight in the chest? No, I got upset in the stomach. <laughs> well, Andy, just remember one thing. After you married a gal, you got to live in the same house with her for the rest of your life. Yeah, you're right. Amos, you talked me out of it. Yeah, well, uh, come in, Kingfish. I'm just leaving. Yeah. Well, how is it, Amos? Uh, how is my future brother-in-law, Ender? That's what I want to talk to you about. Yeah, well, I'll see you all later. So long, fellas. Thank you, brother Amos. So long, Amos. Uh, brother-in-law, dear... Hold it, hold it. <laughs> I might as well nip you in the bud right now and tell you that I ain't going to marry a fluorescent. But, brother Ender, you mean that you ain't going to marry a fluorescent, that sweet little delicate flower? What you talking about, flower? She went to seed 20 years ago. <laughs> King Street, I just don't love her. Brother Andy, that's the old-fashioned idea. The new way is to marry him first and then learn to love him. Yeah, well, I like the old-fashioned way of loving him first and then learning to forget him. <laughs> now, wait a minute. You can't do that to me. Now, like I told you 20 times before, she's too old for me. Well, now, wait just a minute, dear. I'll sue you for breach of promise. I'll go see my lawyer right now. You'll sue me for breach of promise. Yeah, you promised to be my brother-in-law. Oh, I'll get you. I'll get you. <laughs> Hello there, Gavin. Oh, oh King Chris. Come on in. Come on in. Oh, well, Gavin, how's the law business? You look kind of sad about something. What's the matter? I just had a horrible experience. A horrible experience. I just lost a client. Oh, that's too bad. How did it happen? I fell off the ambulance. <laughs> well, now, listen, Gavin. I come to see you about my sister-in-law, Flo Reston. Uh, you seen her since she's been in town? You mean that basswood gal that was sitting on your front steps at Sapphire? Yeah, that's her. She just come up from the country. Well, tell me something, Kingfish. Is she web-footed, or was that mud between her toes? Wait a minute. You must have seen her when she had my shoes on. How'd she get to New York? Hitchhike or whoa? Oh, she came by Greyhound. Greyhound? <laughs> that dog fed the cat alone, didn't it? Uh, you know, Andy Brown promised to marry this girl and then back down. Say that she's too old and ugly and all that stuff. Now, hear what I want to ask her. Can I force the marriage by suing him for breach of promise? Breach of promise, breach of promise. I represent a beautiful girl in court once, and she was suing for breach of promise. I got up and I pleaded my case right to the judge. I pleaded right to him. I made a wonderful plea. Then the lawyer for the defendant got up, and he made his plea. The judge didn't know what to do. He said to this beautiful girl, come with me into my private chamber. She went in there with the judge. There was locked up for 20 solid minutes. And then the door opened, and the judge spoke. What did he say? <laughs> lovely, lovely. <laughs> Uh, Gabby, I ain't much of a man for in-laws. My wife's mother was driving me crazy. And this gal is almost as bad as the, 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 the stand in my house. 
Now, how can I get Annie to marry so I can get out of our house? Oh, well, I saw it. You look like a scarecrow. Why don't you send to the blue shop and get her fixed up? They can do wonders over there. Just wonders. Hey, that's a good idea. I'll put my watch in pawn. I'll put everything else in pawn. And I'll get them to fix her up so she'll be a real glamour girl. Oh, that beauty shop a good job on, all right. They'll give her false eyelashes. They'll give her false eyebrows. They'll put rats in her hair. They'll give her false fingernails. And a beautiful job on her face. Make her real good looking, just like other women. Junior? Yes, indeed. And after she gets them beauty shop good luck, she'll understand one thing. What's that? <laughs> Why, so many women carry umbrellas when it rains. <laughs> Come on, Andy, let's go in the house, and uh, you can pop the questions if we're resting right here now. Yeah, I can't wait. You know, I've seen her two or three times on the street lately, and she looks like a million dollars. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful what they can do for them in the beauty saloon, all right. Uh, yeah, and uh, since she got herself fixed up, you know, she really done become a hip girl. She's popular, too. Oh, yeah, I can hardly wait to pre-pose marriage. Oh, uh, well, we're, uh, hello there, Florence. Who are you? Oh, hello, Brown What's cooking? Hello, Mr. Brown. How's you both today? Mm -hmm. Look at you. You're really beautiful, man. Well, Florence and darling, <laughs> I got something to say to you. Well, you're such a devil, lover, boy. What's on your mind? Well, I'd like to talk to you about that. Sorry, honey, Tom. We're going to be checked over to the guard ballroom. Just talk to him about the same thing, and you're all sick. Sure enough, you mean that, uh, that, that, that you are going to get married? Oh, congratulations. Wait a minute, here. What's the matter with me for a husband? I'm sorry. You're too old for me. Sit on, Tom. <laughs> now, there's a fine thing. Well, Amber, it's too bad that you didn't take off my hands. But I've done a pretty small job in getting her fixed up and finding a husband for her. Oh, boy, I rid of her. And me and Sapphire are going to have some peace around here now. Oh, John, did you let me tell you the good news? Oh, yeah, I just heard it, honey, and I'm plenty happy. Oh, I was so excited about it that I phoned long distance to Mother. And I told her how even you got fluorescent marriage. <laughs> What'd you say? Mother's arriving here tomorrow to live with us so you can do the same thing for her. Oh. <laughs> I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.